0: church Morning. scripture is going to be coming from Ephesians chapter 4 verses 15 and 16 but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share it causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love I used to be built like that But let me tell you, brethren, that gravity sets in when you get a little older, you know. You you, you get that furniture disease, you know, that's where your chest falls down on your drawers. Uh, oh, the Bible talks about that too, uh, they have those years that go by so very quickly. But we do appreciate everybody for being here, appreciate everyone's participation. I want to thank very uh, quickly and obviously uh, not well enough because they did such a wonderful job. And I've heard so many wonderful things about um the three carter gentlemen that that preached in my stead and talked to the bible classes in my stead while i was away and on vacation and appreciate you all's prayers concerning that and and i've already uh, been hearing some wonderful things about the lessons that were presented by those three gentlemen and i appreciate them very much brethren i've been in, co- in congregations where when when the preacher left to go on vacation there was nobody there to fill his shoes and and that's not a good thing and 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 so i'm i'm grateful we're in a congregation that's growing that's developing people and and that uh have people here that can do that and do it in a very marvelous way, in a very good way. So we appreciate that. We're going to talk this morning, and I, I know it got a little interrupted before the vacation, but we've been on a series about the body of Jesus Christ. And we're going to be talking today and then next week, of course, and next week will be even more intense about finding your place in the body. Um, the uh, we, We've been talking about the the body of Christ and its functions and and the purpose of every member, that God has placed us all in the, his body individually, and that we need to be serving in that area that he has placed us in. And some people would say sometimes, well, I'd like to be a part of that. Well, we're, we're going to show you that. We're going to talk about that today. How do we be involved in the body of Christ? Because as, we, as the Bible says, if you've been baptized in Christ, you are in the body. So finding your place in the body, where you need to be serving is what we want to do. Our text this morning, and we have... Uh, read this before, but of course we're going to look at it again, um, and this is taken from 1 Corinthians 12 verses 12 through 27. You really ought to start at chapter 12 and, and to get the whole mix of this, in fact chapters 11, 12, and 13 are talking about the body of Jesus Christ and, and our place in the body and also the abuses that were going on sometime in people's spiritual gifts that they, that God had given them, and we're going to be looking at the the reason we're given those today. First Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 27. For, the, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of, the, of that one body being member are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit were we all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. We understand that. We have a body. We, we understand what he's saying here. And the analogy that he's making if the foot should say because i'm not a hand i'm not a part of the body is it therefore not of the body um obviously we know the answer to that and if the ear should say because i'm not an eye i'm not a part of the body is it therefore not of the body somebody say any less a part of the body if the whole body were an eye where would this hearing be if the whole were hearing where would be the smelling or the sense of smell um, but now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? Well, it would be in bad shape. We understand that. But now, indeed, there are many members, that's you and I, but one body, the one body of Jesus Christ. And I cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, and brethren, as Christians, we should not think that. See, this was one of the abuses. The ground's level at the cross. Every part of the body is needed. We, one part of the body has no reason or and, and, and no justification to say to another part of the body, you're not as important. Okay? And that's what he's saying. Okay, uh, the, uh, the members of the body which seem to be weak are necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be or deemed to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable un- parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body. God does this, brethren, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it, um, and that there should be no schism or division, is a literal Greek, in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another and if one member suffers all the members suffer with it or if one member is honored all the members rejoice with it we should i want us to get to that point brethren. that's what that's what the body of christ should be about now you are the body of christ and members individually but well, brethren the body of christ as a whole has basically two functions and we're going to discuss these two functions today every member of the church should be concerned with these two parts or these two functions, and if not, and if you're not functioning in these two ways, there's going to have, you're going to have problems. There's going to be problems. Some people say, well, Brother Green, I'm just kind of kind of suffering spiritually. I wonder why. Maybe we can answer that question today. You're going to have problem if you're not involved in the body of Christ the way it is and doing the two functions that the whole body is to be doing. You're going to have problems understanding your relationship to God. You're going to have problems appreciating the church and serving in the church. You're going to have problems serving the Lord. You're going to have problems going to heaven if you don't understand two things about the body of Jesus Christ. And the two things are very simple, brothers and sisters, and we understand this from our own physical body. The body parts are to receive and give. How difficult is that? Let me give you the hand. Just an example, okay? If your hand does not receive blood and then give it back to the rest of the body, there's going to be problems. If your hand does not receive instructions from the head, then it's going to have problems. If your hand does not receive strength from its fellow members of the body, there's going to be problems. We understand that, brothers and sisters. If the the hand doesn't understand that it's got to receive and give, It's going to be in bad shape. We can understand this, brothers and sisters. I, um, as an illustration, put a rubber band around this finger, this little one, at uh, 9 o'clock this morning. I've not been able to pick my nose with it since. Now, let me tell you, I don't know if you can see it from here. Yeah, 9 o'clock, that was, uh, what, two hours ago. Uh, It's purple right now. You may not be able to see that. I was sitting in Chad's Bible class at 10, and all of a sudden, an intense pain set in. Not from his class, from this. And I thought, okay, maybe I should take it off. Maybe I'm taking this illustration a little bit too far. And I thought, no, I'm, I'm going to keep it on. So two hours later, that just two hours, that's what's happened because of a little bitty rubber band. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm about to take it off. But if I don't, I may even have to get some help. But But if I don't take it off right now, it's swelling pretty good. If I don't take it off, if I left that rubber band on, what would eventually happen to that finger? It's going to fall off. That's exactly right. Why would it fall off? It is not receiving any blood. And come here, Joy. You got a knife. I can't get it. It's done swole up too much. Come on. Okay. Well, at least you'll leave my finger. Um, Now, brethren, that finger would fall. Oh, thank you. Woo! Man, no, you keep it as a souvenir. Um, that finger would eventually fall off, brethren, and, and because it cannot receive the blood, and it cannot continuously blow and give that blood. How easy is it to understand that? How easy is it in the Lord's church to understand that if a member of the body is not, receiving and giving that it's in trouble brothers and sisters the reason why is because it is absolutely essential God made it to where our body is to give and to receive and so in the same way it's absolutely essential that each member of the body of Jesus Christ understand that there are two functions that we operate on, and that, and if not, we're going to be in trouble, brethren, just as this finger would be in serious trouble if I were to leave that rubber band on there. And so uh, uh, many members of the church, though, today are in great trouble because they've quit either giving and receiving or both. All of their circulation is cut off. I've heard Christians say, well, I'm not going to give that church. I don't believe in the things they're spending that money on. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not doing anything. I'm I'm, I'm just going to sit here and watch and kind of come to services and leave, and that's going to be my lifestyle or what I call my Christianity. And the truth of the matter is, brothers and sisters, if we're there, you're in trouble. Now, we don't understand we're in trouble. You know why? Because in America, we have watered down Christianity to the point that we really believe. That just sitting in this church building once or twice a week is what Christianity is all about. It's not, brethren, but we have come sadly to believe that, and I believe the devil's very happy about that. In order to function properly in the body of Jesus Christ, and if you've been baptized in Christ, as 1 Corinthians says, you're in the body. In order to function properly, you need to receive and give. So let me ask first of all this morning two points. Number one, are, are you getting or receiving in the church of Christ what you need? You see, brethren, we need to understand it's your responsibility to get what you need. Do you understand that? Because a lot of people don't. Well, brother, you know, if we just had better teachers or a better preacher or a better song leader or a better this or that, or if we had this program or that program or this ministry, then I could grow, you know. Then my kids could grow. No, 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 brothers and sisters, you know. Sometimes people would say something like, I'm going to leave the church because I'm not getting what I need here, uh, or my needs are not being met, you know. Uh, People would say, brothers and sisters has." It is as much up to you as it is anybody else to get what you need. We're to help. We're part of the body. We intertwine. We've been talking about that. We're to help one another, brothers and sisters. But you have the personal responsibility to do that. The Bible says you're to work out your own salvation and that with fear and trembling. If you get snake bit out in the woods, you're going to get the help you need. Will you not? I can't, I can't imagine Brian. Uh, you know, Our, our brother uh, Brian, he's a hunter, man. Hunter, fisherman. Good old boy. And, and I can't imagine him being out in the woods and getting out of a deer stand one day and stepping right on a big old South Georgia rattlesnake. And that rattlesnake says, "Hi, ah, lunch, man. Bites him in the leg. And Brian says, you know what? They ain't nobody here to help me. I'm bad about this. Ain't no member of the church around. I, they ain't helping me out. I'm just going to sit here. I'm not going to get any help. you think he would do that? No, no. Somebody say no. No, no, he's not going to do that. Boy, he's going to be dialing 911, you know. He's going to be sucking that blood. He's going to do whatever he's got to do to get help. Brothers and sisters, when it comes to our spiritual growth, you know, we don't sit around and wait for somebody else. It's as much as you as it is anybody else to get what you need. Parents, that's a million times the case for us. I mean, well, the Bible class teacher... No, 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 it's not the Bible class teacher's responsibility. God's given you that child to raise up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. You have them 24-7. The Bible class teacher does not. And so uh, we need to be working on that and get the help that we need. If you're not getting what you need from the Lord's church... It, it's because you haven't put anything into it or very little into it. How many of us have heard the phrase, and I'm sure our moms and dads have told us all this, you get, into, you get out of something what you put into it. Brethren, that's just common sense. That's in the body of Christ, okay? A lot of people are getting very little out of it because they're not putting a whole lot into it. Brother Ken's an expert uh, farmer, you know, and he does hay. And and so what if one day he called me and he said, You know what, Marvin? <coughs> I'm so mad at my best hay field. My largest hay field, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna get any hay out of it this year. And I say, why, Ken? He said, he said hey, I'm just mad at it. Hey, it's not it's not meeting, it's not meeting my needs and doing what I expect it to do, and I'm just not gonna get anything out of it. I say, Well, Ken, did you fertilize it this year? No. Did you did you spray it for those little bugs that's been attacking it? No. Did you go out and cut the grass mow the grass, cut it for hay? No. Did you bale any hay? No. So I ain't gonna get anything out of it. You sure ain't for you english scholars you are not okay brethren, that's the way it is so so it's important brothers and sisters in the lord's body that you receive that if your finger doesn't receive blood it's going to die so it is important that you do that matthew 20 28 though this is what jesus said yes the son of man did not come to be served talking about his ministry in this world on this earth but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Read these three chapters around 1 Corinthians 12, 11, 12, and 13, and you will see that he makes that point. You're in the church. You're part of the body to be a servant. And when you do that, then you're going to receive. And so, brothers and sisters, as members of the body of Jesus Christ, you need to give this family a chance to love you. Don't withdraw yourself. Too often we have people that do this and, and brother, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just being very factual, and we know this is the case of people that come in late. They they won't hardly talk to anybody. They kind of sit by themselves and 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 then as soon as the amen is said, all you see is elbows and rear end because they're heading out the door, you know. And and then some of those folks say, Well, this church just doesn't love me. We haven't had much of a chance, you know. Give them a chance, okay, and you reach out. Somebody well, People don't hardly talk to me, and I said, how many people, when you come in this door, do you walk up and shake their hands or do elbows now with the COVID or whatever, you know, fist bump or whatever, and speak to and talk to yourself? Well, you no, know, no, the truth is you go straight to your seat, and you don't talk to anybody. So, brethren, what do What do we expect? I know preacher done went to meddling, okay? Give people a chance, brothers and sisters, and we need to do that. We need to give. We need to receive, okay? And then, brethren, there are people that think, well, I'm not here to receive anything. I want to be a servant of God, and, and so I'll just do that. I'll just give, and I don't worry about receiving. That's noble, brethren, but it's wrong. It's not scriptural. A giving member cannot give until they receive, okay? You've heard the expression again, you can't give what you don't got. You've got to receive something in order to give it. We do the Lord's Supper and the giving, and we talk about returning to God a portion that He has first given to us, that we have received from Him. The Bible says we love God because He first loved us. We receive, brothers and sisters, and, and so and so we need to be givers, of course. We need to give of our time, our efforts, our gifts, our, our, be, be part of the active part of the body of Christ. But in order to receive, we've also got to give, and we've got to be involved. That's how you receive. You are involved in the services. You're involved in the activities, the ministries of the church. You're involved in the work of the church. You're involved in God's word and study and in prayer. And we're involved in each other's lives as the body is all involved in this with this different members, brothers and sisters. That's the way we've got to be. I love Art Linkletter, and I'm and I'm dating myself. Art Linkletter used to have a show called Sick "Kids Say the Darnest Things," and, and, and he had one section on there that uh, children write letters to God. And he, and he was talking about these different letters that these little children would write to God, and he read one from a second grader, and it simply said, Dear God, count me in. I like that. That's the way it ought to be in the Lord's church, brothers and sisters. We have to say the same thing. We've got to be involved. We need to be a receiving member, and then, after we have received, we must also be a giving member or part of the body. In fact, The Bible teaches that, and especially in these three chapters we're looking at in 1 Corinthians, that we receive specifically so that we can give. The Bible says in these texts that God does not give us these gifts, these talents, these abilities, so we can keep them to ourselves. That's what was going on in there. And he doesn't give us special abilities and so that we can have a holier, better-than-thou attitude either. He gives them to us so that we can use them not just to benefit ourselves, but to be a benefit to the entire body. <clears throat> so the question then, are you giving what you need to give in the Lord's church? We have too many that want to receive, but they don't want to give anything or very little. You know, they want to receive the blessings of God. They want to receive the help and support from their fellow members of the body when they need it. They want to receive fellowship of the brethren. They want to have a sense of longing and security. They want to have a home in heaven. All these things are good, brothers and sisters. These are all noble goals. Yet they aren't willing to give of themselves. And that's where it gets into trouble. We have too many receivers and not enough givers. So when... Uh, you only receive and not give there's going to be trouble God made it where the body must give and receive and you can't do only one of these okay it's going to be abnormal there's going to be trouble in Israel there's two seas one is the Sea of Galilee You've ever been in the Sea of Galilee, and I haven't personally. I've seen pictures of it, and I've, I've heard people that talk about it that's been there. It's a very sparkling, crystal, beautiful sea. The Jordan River flows out of the Sea of Galilee and down to what is called the Dead Sea. The Sea of Galilee is fed from above, from the rivers and the streams that are above it, and what it receives from above, it gives through the outlet of the Jordan River. That is a healthy sea because it is a receiving and a giving sea it is a beautiful thing it's a lot of good fishing there the many disciples of uh, christ and others used to make their living by fishing there it is a very much a lie but to the south you go down to a stagnant old sea there's a reason it is called the dead sea it receives all the things that flows through the jordan from the sea of galilee but it doesn't go anywhere from there. It stops. But I fear that's describing some people in the body of Christ today. They want to receive and receive and receive, and it stays right there with them, and as a result, it's a horrible thing. It it really is a dead sea. Scientists say nothing can live in it. The sea that gives and receives is the sparkling live one. That is a healthy body. The seed that receives but does not give anything in return is literally a stagnant, dead seed. Let me ask this morning, and I'm not going to answer this for you. I want you to ask yourself, look at the man or woman in the mirror, which of these are you? You see, brethren, members of the body that don't give are dysfunctional and unhealthy, and they eventually become toxic. To the body a, a, a member say that finger for example gets diseased and if that disease is not treated it's going to poison the rest of the body so then we need to be receivers we need to be givers that's what the body does so in what areas do I give y'all ask good question. we're gonna flesh this out more next week but in a little bit of time that we have this morning what areas do I give where uh, you know uh, where do you think you can do the most good? Now, brethren, all of us can serve in areas where we don't have a lot of talent or ability or gift in this, okay? It's not that we can't do other things, but what we're interested in is finding where your spiritual gift is, finding what you're the best at. See, that's when you really function good, you know? Uh, can, I, can I get up and lead singing? Uh, it causes some of you to cover your ears and cry, but I can do it. Does it mean that I need to be doing that? No, no. Okay, we we can do certain things in a pinch, brethren, and that we need to do. Sometimes we have to quote step up to the plate when there's nobody else available. And but where are your real talents, as we would say, or what the Bible would refer to as our spiritual gifts given to us by God? That's what we want to try to find. We're going to again be talking about that in greater detail. But but let's let me give you a real. Uh, simple formula. Okay, listen to what other people tell you about your ability. Okay, you get up and lead singing, and people—they're going to be nice, but they don't say anything. But you know, uh, if you um, get up and lead singing, and and ten people in the church come up and you say, "Brother, I've never heard singing like that in my life." Now, with me, it's different, but it's like man. That's good. You see, I've, I have heard, I've, I've, I listened to a preacher some time ago, brethren, and I'm telling you, it was like, it wasn't this yawn I can't wait to get sober with. It was like, I went up to him afterwards with tears in my eyes, and I said, where do you get that from? I've been studying the word for years, and you just you just dig so deep and bring stuff up that, that just makes so much sense. And, man, brethren, listen to what other people tell you about your ability, Okay oftentimes people will see talent in you that you don't see in yourself are there people being helped and blessed in what you're doing can you visibly see that can, do, do people tell you that um <coughs> kathy and i were over at the barlow vincent church of christ in um um uh, ohio where my son nathan preaches and and every time i'm in he insists that i preach and 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 I really appreciate that and about him and, and the congregation there is so very gracious and nice and, and we were getting ready to leave. We had uh, the church was over Wednesday night and, and we were all standing around talking and, and a lady came up to me and said, I, I just want I have to tell you this, she said, I didn't get too earlier, so I I got to tell you that she said last year on Father's Day, when you preached that Father's Day lesson and read the letter from your son, she said it's the absolute best, most touching lesson I have ever heard in my life and I'm still thinking about it a year later. Brethren, that kind of affirmation, did I gloat over that? Uh-uh. I was humbled. I was humbled by that. But you listen for things like that because people will see things that you don't see. I will preach a lesson sometime and swear it was the sorriest lesson I ever preached in my life, and people some tell me you will come to me after and say, Brother Green, I really need it. So listen, are people being helped in what you're doing? If not, brethren, maybe you should either improve, because there's always room for improvement, or find some other area of ministry. God has a place, the Bible tells us in our text, for every member of the body. It doesn't matter who you are, how new in Christ you may be, or an old soldier in the Lord's army. It doesn't matter. God has a place for you there was a guy named edward lear he was a british humorist he didn't know he was a humorist he thought he was an artist but nobody else did he was starving to death he couldn't sell anything he painted he was crushed but he described almost accidentally but everything that he wrote people laughed at they loved what he wrote so he made his career not as an artist, but into a humorist, and he's considered one of the greatest humorists ever in Great Britain. You've heard of him, right? Neither have I. If something doesn't work, brothers and sisters, if something's not working for you, I had a, I have a friend in Christ to this day, and I love him, and he insisted he wanted to be a preacher, but he's Thirty years later, he still stings. and I'm not being mean. I love him with all my heart, but people will come out after he's preaching, and they would come up to me and say, "What are you letting him in the pulpit?" He has, he can sit down next to somebody in a grocery store, or a laundromat and in two minutes have him telling his life story to him and can win people to Christ. That's his giftedness. But he refuses to use it. Brethren, it's up to us. We need to find our spiritual gift and use it in the body of Jesus Christ. If something's not working for you, try something else, brothers and sisters. We're gonna look into that deeper, okay? I hope I wet you appetite. Let me close this morning, okay? Are you in the body of Christ at all? Now that's that's the number one question, isn't it? People say, Well, I want to believe I wanna I want to belong to Jesus, you know. I just don't want a part of the church. You ever hear that? People say, I have a personal relationship with God, but I don't want anything to do with the church and what they call, quote, organized religion. Can the fingers say, as the Bible says as we looked in our text today, I don't want to be a part of the body. I just want to have a relationship with the head. And you cut the finger off, and it's going to just keep on crawling and going along, you know. No. No, brethren, we know better than that. It's got to be joined to the body, or it's going to die. You can't have the head of the body, which is Jesus Christ, and then reject the rest of his body. And so then are you in the body, for one thing? And number two, have you found your place in the body? And if not, we're going to try to help you along those lines, okay? Because the Bible says God has placed every one of us individually in the body where he wants us to be. So find that place, okay? And, and then, uh, thirdly, if you, if you found your place in the body, you'll be giving and receiving. Are you doing that? Are you giving and receiving? Are you, are you being blessed? from your fellow members, from being in the body of Christ? Are you being blessed by them? And are you also serving? Are you also giving and being a blessing? Beloved, if you're not in the body, you need to be. And the Bible tells us very simply and very um, (coughs) quickly how to do that. Jesus said you've got to repent of your sins, Luke 13, 3. You can't become a Christian and continue to live like the world. We understand that. The Bible says in Matthew 10, 32, and Romans 10, 9 and 10 specifically, that we must confess Jesus. The confession is that Jesus is Lord. He's the master of our life now. And then we're to be baptized the Christ. Acts 2:38 tells us that in our text this morning. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13. For by one spirit are we baptized into one body. And then once you do that, you don't just sit and watch and look pretty. You become a very active, vibrant person loving serving part of the body hopefully next week we'll look more into that and you can we can talk about finding where God wants us to be. okay that's when you function your best and that's what we want thank you very much for your kind attention if you do need to respond to the Lord's invitation we offer it now while we stand and say.